when somebody asks you to, to tell them about yourself? Oh God. What do you start with? I start with, oh God. Uh, <laughs> and then I say, I'm absolutely part of craft beer. And yeah. craft beer is part of me. Like yeah. I tried to get away for a while and it never works. Mm-hmm. And so now it's craft beer diversity. So that's my big thing. The first time I met Ren Navarro, I was at Arabella Park with a couple of my friends. I had had one too many beers and I saw her sitting at the bar. I recognized her because we had talked so many times on Twitter, but I had never actually met her in real life. So I said to my friend, hold on a second, I gotta go over and say hi to this woman. I walked over, I tapped her on the shoulder, and I was like, Ren? It's me, Beth, your friend from the internet. She immediately got up and embraced me in such a warm hug, and she just seemed so genuinely kind and so happy to meet me. And I knew after that that I wanted to talk to her about her new project that I had heard about on Instagram. Ren just recently quit her job with Redline as a sales rep, and she started a website that's called beer-diversity.com, where she's devoted to talking about diversity in the Ontario craft beer scene. In case you haven't noticed, the craft beer scene is pretty white and it's pretty male. So Ren is putting all of her efforts into diversifying that scene and making it inclusive for everybody. If you pick up the July issue of the Community Edition, you can read my interview with Ren. But for now, we'll get back to the interview. And in case you're wondering, I'm Beth and this is TC Radio. I mean, I can't speak for Brit, but I think that we both both experienced it. Like you tell someone that you, like especially men, you tell men that you're into craft beer. Because it's something when I meet somebody and they're like, oh, like what are your hobbies? I usually say music, like music and craft beer. Yeah. Both two things that are explained, uh, that are confusing to explain as hobbies. Um, yeah. But yeah, you usually like those are generally mas- more masculine um, hobbies. So you almost yeah. have to feel like you have to like prove yourself and explain it. Yeah, but I think with the the advent of all these women's beer groups there's like you know uh queen of craft society beer drinking ladies there's uh iron beer maidens in hamilton there's electric city beer betches brigade in peterborough Mm -hmm. like beer is not a guy's thing anymore Mm -hmm. like a guy's thing Mm -hmm. um and and i think that over the the last five years it's getting to that point where you can't you can't walk up to a woman and be like name your five favorite hops like it's just it's not a thing anymore because also there's a ton of female sales reps there's a ton of female brewers Mm -hmm. like there's so many things that have changed but it's like get out of here with that like Mm -hmm. that's just you're just being stupid yeah and and i'm sure if you turn back to that guy and said you name five hops they'd name like three yeah be like well you don't need to know the other two Right? Like it's, it's a, a secret. It's a secret. There's secret <laughs> hops. Girls don't even know about them. Yeah. And I just, I think that what I'm seeing is that stuff is changing. Mm-hmm. Slowly, but it's yeah. changing. Um, are there any times where you felt like there wasn't a spot for you in the, in the beer community? I think I made my own spot. Yeah? So I never, I never had that like, oh, I don't feel it. Yeah. I mean, I've grown up in spots where it's like... I'm one of like a handful of black kids. Like my mom lives in Port Dover. Mm. And when the migrant workers are gone, it's my mom. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, yeah. you know, and she lives in Stratford and I like work part time in Stratford. And mm-hmm. So I, my parents were never like, you need to feel included. Mm-hmm. They're just like, just go, just be yourself, be awesome. Mm-hmm. People will take you in. Mm-hmm. 
and that's why I'm doing all the beer diversity thing because there's a lot of people who can't just be like, screw you, I'm just gonna come to the table. So far with her new project, Ren's been invited to speak at restaurants, colleges, breweries, and she even has an upcoming event at a farm. I asked Bren what her overall goal was for the project, and this is what she said. Right now, my goal is to start a conversation. Okay. And a lot of people have asked me, like, how do we fix this? And how do we make it better? And I'm like, I don't have the answers on fixing it. Mm -hmm. I think making it better is talking about it. Mm -hmm. And saying, we understand that this, this system is inherently broken in yeah. a lot of ways, right? Like, the world is currently way broken. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when children are in cages, the world is broken. And I know that beer is not the biggest thing, but beer is the biggest thing. Mm -hmm. In, you know, macro and craft and all of that stuff. And, you know, I think last call count, there was like 260 new craft breweries. Mm -hmm. well, you can't just keep having white guys selling the beer. If you want to read my interview with Ren Navarro in full, make sure to pick up a copy of the Community Edition, which is on stands around King Street, Uptown and Downtown, and online right now. Also, while I'm at it, the Community Edition has two fundraisers that are coming up in July. On July 12th, we're doing Buffy the Vampire Trivia at Chainsaw, and then on July 18th, we're doing a screening of I Know What You Did Last Summer at the Apollo, so please make sure to come out to both of those events and support local independent community media. Uh, now we're going to switch gears, but before that, here's a message from our sponsors. Hey, this is Misty from the City of Kitchener's downtown team, here to talk to you about some of the cool events coming up in downtown this summer. The next series we have is with So Far Sounds Waterloo, and it's called Books and Nooks. And I have Amit here to tell you a little bit about it. Hey, I'm the city lead for So Far Sounds Waterloo. We host secret invite-only pop-up concerts across the city every month. And we're hosting three free shows this summer with the City of Kitchener. You can find the next one on July 26th. For more information on this series, you can go to downtownkitchener.ca slash summer or find Books and Nooks on Facebook. All right. Hello, everybody. I am your host and editor-in-chief of the Community Edition, Beth Bowles. And I am joined today by our advertising manager, Kara Lucas. Hello. And our publisher, Lakin Barton. Hello. We are sitting in a very, very toasty room. So warm. Kind it's of. so hot in here. It's like a mini pleasant hellscape. It's like a little sauna. Yeah. I uh, didn't like think I was going to be in a sauna today. I'm wearing pants. Yeah, that was a mistake. Yeah. Probably not the best idea. But you know what? You live, you learn, you keep going. I almost wore a long sleeve shirt today. That's Hi. absolutely absurd. I don't know. Then I looked at my phone and I was like, what am I doing? It's not October. Yeah, absolutely <laughs> yeah. not. Just wishful thinking. Yeah. Um, how are you guys doing? What's up? I'm good. I'm good too. It's been a whirlwind of a month. Yeah, yeah. I feel like we're just in that nice post steel rails recovery zone where it's like things are starting to get back to normal. We were talking about how we didn't have any plans after steel rails. Yeah. We're like, what are we doing this I, weekend? I totally forgot that it was a long weekend. People are like, what are you doing for the July 1st long weekend? And I was like, um, I don't, I don't know. What? <laughs> like, yeah, then all my friends left and I had no one to hang out with, so crying. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> cool, 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 cool. Well, all of our houses are in the, the post-steel rails effect, is what I call it, because everything is destroyed and, like, our yeah. offices are, so that's what I did on the weekend. Mm. Yeah, I really need to clean my apartment. I will get to it. I'm hoping when we get back, uh, we're all going away this weekend, but when we get back from that... For another work Yeah, <laughs> then I will unpack the fourth of the unpacked not unpacked suitcases, and yeah. then it'll finally be done, and, and life will <laughs> move forward. Yeah. 
Um, so maybe for context's sake, uh, we're talking a lot about this event that took over our lives, but if you don't know what we're talking about, um, Kara Lakin and myself put on a very large event, uh, I guess, what, two weeks ago now, um, which is was wild that it was two weeks ago, because I feel like it was just last night. Um, but who wants to who wants to explain what Steel Rails is? Because I always stumble when I have to do this because it's so weird. Well, I just Steel Rails is an interactive art party hosted by the Community Edition that is sometimes on a train because we one year we weren't is what I say. It's yeah. a it's a fun mystery. We always try and we make people buy tickets and they sell out every year and we literally tell them nothing. We say there might be some art, there's some food, you probably will have a good time. You don't know where you're going. But just come with us. Yeah. Yeah. We'll send a bus for you and then come meet us somewhere. We've been spending months working on this. We yeah. promise it'll be cool. It's it's kind of awesome that we still do sell out and then people like trust us. Like we don't even tell you where the location is of the party, yet people are still buying tickets and they're buying them so quickly. Um, which to me is so crazy. I don't know if I would Trust us. And take it <laughs> We're very right. trustworthy. Yeah. yeah, and we've never led people wrong. Yeah, so. I take it back. I take it back. <laughs> um, do you guys want to tell me what your first steel rails was? Um. Okay. My first. We had the same first uh, steel rails, right? Twenty fifteen. When we were on the train in the shop. Yeah, yeah. Yes, we did. Yeah. Well, we didn't know each other then. No, but. I think that was the first time I ever met you, Lakin. I think so. Yeah. It was very. Um, it was a big microscope into our future <laughs> together. It was. Yeah. Yeah, I was there um, working for the community edition. I was doing the social media there. I had the editor in chief at the time, Allison Leonard, invited me on. She's like, "Come to Steel Rails." I had heard of it before, of course, but I had never been around to be able to in, in the summer to go. She's like, just just do the do all the Instagram and the Twitters. Uh, <laughs> the Twitters. The Twitters. <laughs> and so I was just thrown on this weird train party that I had no idea. I had no inside scoop at all. Allie told me nothing. And then I just had to, like, record it. I was, like, a roaming social media reporter. Yeah. I started here about a week before Steel Rails that year. Um, so I was really, really green to this role as advertising manager. And Allison Leonard and Bryn Ossington, who was our executive director, Old Lakin at the time, <laughs> uh, invited me to go, and I didn't know what to expect. I knew a lot of my friends had been to Steel Rails in the past and had a great time. I was never able to get tickets, so I did have some expectations going in. Um, but when we arrived, there was an inflatable dinosaur walking around, and I just thought this is well beyond anything I could have ever tried to imagine. Um, it, it's to have expectations going in is, I think, kind of unattainable. Yeah. So you, you've, like, volunteered every Steel Rails. You've never just attended one, right? I've never just attended one, no. That's always funny. Yeah, because you, yeah. you were running ice back and forth on the train your first year. I was trying to. It's really difficult because it's, I find when the train starts moving, it takes about 25 minutes for people to really get the flow of traffic going through such tight quarters. Mm -hmm. And, of course, everyone's, like, distracted by the art and the amazing installations that are going on. Um, and then after about 20 minutes, it clears a bit. But that particular year, that was basically the end of a train ride. So... Um, and ice had been melted at that point, so my job kind of was obsolete, and I was able to enjoy it a little bit that year just because there wasn't much that I could do in the ice situation, <laughs> unfortunately. Um, so if you had a warm beer in 2015, sorry, guys. <laughs> it was Care Lucas's fault. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she takes full responsibility. Send hate yeah. mail to Care, not <laughs> to Beth. 
or Lake. No. <laughs> yeah, and then I and then we came back at yeah, 2016, and then as organizers, full on organizers. That's when we weren't on a train. Yeah, yeah, that was that was my first steel rails. So I feel like I had kind of a different experience with steel rails because my first one was the one two years ago at Lot 42, um, and there was no train. Um, so kind of like my introduction introduction to steel rails was that it was trainless. <laughs> I didn't really understand the train. A lot of people were like, oh, there's no train. And I was like, I don't get what that means at all. Um, but the Lot 42 party was incredible. I thought it was amazing. And I was stationed at the same spot because um, I was volunteering as a bartender. And I was stationed at the same spot the whole night. But I just remember these like weird men on stilts just like <laughs> appearing from behind like a big shipping container. Um, so even from being stationary in one spot, I still had such a good time. So um, coming back last year when it was at the Dome um, was completely different because the train was involved, um, but yet I still didn't get to go on the train because I was stationed once again as a bartender inside the Dome. I didn't even really see the train. I had no idea. So this year was my first year as an organizer. I was the baby of the team, um, but it was really interesting because this was my third steel rails, but my first time on the train um, and I didn't really get it like the whole time we were planning the train and I know I like turned to Lakin and care so much um, Just about information about the train. I didn't really know how it was gonna work But it's like that second you're actually on the train for the first time. You're like, oh my god, this <laughs> is sick So I think like I'm really grateful for the experience that we had this year because I wasn't I wasn't just standing behind a bar, which is what I try to tell all of our bar our bartenders this year. I'm like, don't worry, guys. One day, <laughs> your time will come when you can. To the train yeah, when you can move around and stuff. Um, but yeah, it was really rewarding to get to kind of like see everything come together, especially having never been on the train before. I think uh, it was a really fun, cool thing to see. Yeah, <laughs> it was just it was a wild party this year. I've never. For those of you who weren't in attendance, it, it was, was wild. double the length of the yeah. train that we normally run. Normally it's yeah. six cars, we were up to 12. Booze was a flowing. Yeah, it was it, fun. It like, was, there was fun. So, each, you just kept, the, the train just kept going. You just kept yeah. walking into a different dance party mm -hmm. or a different art installation or different people that you didn't even know were on the train because there's 500 people on a train mm -hmm. and you're not going to see all of them all at one time. But it was, it was great. It yeah. was, and it was a wet, rainy night and I think everyone just kind of made the most of it. In some ways, that was great because uh, and I just think historically, steel rails has always been really, really hot. We've never had a rain day, ever. <laughs> no, Nine years. It's always it kind me. of like the studio <laughs> right now, and I'm dying in here right yeah. now. Um, so, I mean, it's always that time of year. It's a warm day, and, and I'm grateful for the sun, but the rain really cooled things down this year, and that changed the overall feeling of the train, I think. I think people also realize that they can't blame us for the weather. Yeah, yeah. Um, and like we all just kind of had to make the most of it of like yeah we're gonna get a little bit wet um, in the running between the train and the shop uh, but make make do make it work one of our uh, one of our longtime sponsors Daryl Wadi uh, he came up to me during the the worst of the rain I think when we were all outside and I, I think he saw that I had a little bit of terror in my eyes, like, what is happening to steel rails? And uh, he just said to me, you know what, we're not witches, we won't melt. Uh, and <laughs> it made me laugh. And he said, he said, I wish people would get out together more in the rain as adults and just have some fun. And that's what we were doing. So I think uh, overall, it was it was great. It, it turned out really well. Yeah. yeah, I was, I had a moment probably like when we were deciding to move everything from outside into the shop 
Um, I just had this moment where I was like, I'm going to cry because it's <laughs> raining and I was so stressed out. I had this like walkie talkie on my shoulder that just kept on like, yelling at me the whole time and I didn't know what the words were saying. That was us and it was, on yeah. the other side of it. Yeah, that. it was uh, it like was it. <laughs> yeah. Beth, can you hear me? Yeah. And me just <laughs> crying, I can't hear you. It's, I can't hear anything. Like, I was just, like, freaking out. But I was really impressed with how quickly everyone picked up everything and moved it inside and how people were just really good sports about it. I mean, people were still waiting in line for the food trucks, getting soaked. Um, our volunteers were oh, getting amazing. so soaked, and they were still had smiles on their faces, and it was incredible. Um, I love the people who are wearing the box tops as hats. Yes. That became a fashion trend yeah. this year. Or the people that were uh, smoking cigarettes underneath the truck. Like they Did not approve of that. Yeah. <laughs> but they're just, just, like, seeking shelter anywhere that they could possibly find it. So, yeah, it was this nice moment where people just kind of came together and, like, were, like, sharing umbrellas with strangers. And it was, like, this beautiful sense of community, which I think is what, like, Steel Rails is all about. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so this month in uh, the July issue of the Community Edition, um, I wrote my editor's note kind of about my aha moment that I had st- at Steel Rails. So to preface, um, as we were planning and as I was kind of being integrated and trained on the planning process of Steel Rails, because this was my first one, um, Lakin kept on telling me every organizer has this like aha moment, this moment at some point in the party where you kind of just realize that all this hard work that you that you had put in over the past several months was paying off. Um, And so I wrote my editor's note about having my aha moment because surely enough I did. And it was this stranger that reached reached over to me in the crowd as our headlining band Crown Lands was playing. And he like put his hand on my shoulder and I had no idea who he was. And he was like, hey, he's like, did you, were you one of the ones that booked this band? And I was like, yeah, I was. And he's like, oh, they're so awesome. Like my friends and I are having such a great time. This party's super rad. Thank you so much. And... I started tearing up um, to like to let you guys know uh, I cry very easily. This isn't like a like I'm a crier, so it's okay. I was fine, but I started tearing up, and then he just like looked at me like he was so uncomfortable. Like this <laughs> poor stranger that was just like trying to give me a compliment, and then I had a complete meltdown in front of him. And he's like, "Are you okay?" And I was like, "I'm just really overwhelmed right now because for me, I had seen like that moment where this stranger had reached out to me and told me that he had a really good time." Um, was my moment where I was like, holy shit, everything has really come together. All of the hard work that we did, all of the booking, all of the like contacting people back and forth, all of the stress that, that it wasn't going to happen. It actually did happen and it came together. Um, so random dude in the crowd, uh, I'm sorry that I cried at you, um, but thanks for the compliment. I mean, <laughs> telling somebody that they did a good job seems so simple, but it can like really mean a lot in the end. Um, so I was wondering if Lakin and Care, if you guys had kind of an aha moment this year, or if you had an aha moment in previous years that are like worth talking about. Uh, I was gonna say I have one every year. I would agree yeah, with that. Every um, year you get one. And this year there were even some leading up to it. I think Lakin surprised me with a sky dancer, which is one of those <laughs> wiggly armed inflatable. <laughs> And, and so when that thing filled with air, it was just before the buses were going to start arriving. And um, that was the, the moment for me where I sort of, I saw the train in the background. I saw the crowds that, um, you know, all of our volunteers uh, putting the last minute touches on things. The keg trailer um, with all the wonderful beers sponsored uh, 
by our amazing partners and I just thought it's coming together and so that was for me the moment but I'd say overall um, 2016 at the lot Lakin and I shared a moment right as Lemon Bucket was finishing up at the end of the night um, somebody let fireworks off and so there was this not at our party at a different party there was this (laughs) there was this incredible fireworks display right over our heads and we kind of had our arm (laughs) no it was a beautiful coincidence Somebody else (laughs) happened to light off fireworks. It was Uh, was wonderful. It was just so perfect. The timing, everything. It was like the last song, and someone came up to us as Lakin and I were taking it in, and I think that was our big aha moment that year. Like, we we did it. Mm -hmm. We did it off the train. We did it somewhere new, Um, you know, and it's still amazing. Um, and, and as the fireworks were going off, someone said, oh, my gosh, you really thought of everything. <laughs> Lakin, of course, as she just did, was, oh, I didn't get a permit for this. It's not ours. <laughs> and in my head, I'm like, oh, my gosh, be quiet. We planned all of this. Yes, yes, take it in. It's perfect. Um, and it was, I think it was just a family reunion yeah, it was, at a baseball diamond or something. The, the fire marshal was so, there, too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah that, that night, 2016 was a... Because we were off the train, there was so much anxiety of, will people still love us? Are we required to be on the, is this, is the magic of Steel Rails that train? And I think that's why 2016 is so special. And one, because I also love, uh, like, Lot 42. They're an amazing, they're still our sponsors to this day. They're amazing, so. Yeah, shout being, out to Pat Doyle, who had the most fun. Yeah, I, yeah. Pat, Pat's the best. Yeah, um, they're all great. Yeah. But... Yeah, I think we were just there like, when Law 42 was was still like literally a, a, a factory. There was machinery inside. We couldn't use the inside building. And if you see it now, like we've been there a few times for events, it's so, they've put so much work in. So to be there before and for them to just trust us of, we're gonna have a weird art party here. Just, can we move all these shipping containers outside? I'm gonna put artists in them. And they're like, yeah, sure, sounds great. Do whatever you want. Um, and then there's, yeah. uh, we painted one that year, we painted this train car with John Johnson, mm-hmm. oh, bareface. Uh, shout out to John. And we painted this shipping container with the train on the inside. We were there t- till like 2 a.m. with f- spotlights and floodlights, just painting this train in the cold. Uh, to get it ready, like, two, three days leading up to it. The night before, wasn't it? It was, like, right three up, nights before. Right up like, until the night or two like, before, yeah. we did, like, yeah. three nights in yeah. a row. Uh, just painting this train to yeah. be, like, we wanted to mem- remember where we came from, but also say, like, change is good. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can still see that train from the highway, and I always, like, when I pass by, and I can be, like, we did that, and mm-hmm. that's there, and that was me, and that was my team, and we did great things. Um, and so then when Lemon Bucket, they were now a phenomenal headliner that year. Mm-hmm. Um, I was tending bar at the end of the night because I wanted to let some of my volunteers take a break. So I was behind the bar as, as the band was playing. And we had had this vision when we were like pitching out ideas. We're like, oh, we should have someone kind of like Pied Piper, the, like the crowd around the lot. <laughs> was our, our vision. Was we, we really wanted people, because there was two different sides kind of to the lot. Um, and we wanted people to go around to the other side. And we never it never came to fruition. It never became something we could have figured out how we were going to do. And we're like, you know what, that's just like one of those ideas you pitch out. But then the band was so inspired in their playing that they hopped off the stage and they were just like dancing and playing. And there's like 15 people in that band. There's a big band. Yeah. Uh, and then all of a sudden they started leading them around and they went over to the hay bales and the fake campfire we had set up and they were like all dancing and it had happened. And what we had wanted and what we had been trying to figure out for so long had just like organically happened. And that was my moment of me just standing behind the bar and I could finally let go of 
of all my anxiety and stress that I carry <laughs> around that makes us all safe, safe at Steel Rails. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and it was just like, oh my goodness, like we did it. Like it, it's here, it's happening, everyone's having a great time. And again, yeah, we did it off the train. That magic wasn't <laughs> lost from it. Mm. Um, and then this year to be back, just the, the length of the train um, was impressive. To just go from one end to the other and to encounter like 12 different parties, like yeah. full out parties happening yeah. of people mm-hmm. interacting with art. And uh, the crew from Libro Credit Union too, they were, I, I feel like they stretched the train <laughs> back and forth. They must have done a lap around it like two or three times because I was always passing them. Um, so I mean, just bumping into people in general um, throughout the whole way, it's, it's, it's fun. You never know who you're gonna bump into. Um, old friends make some new friends. Yeah. It's it's great. Yeah, this year yeah. dancing in uh, Regina Gently's car was when it started to get really hopping, and uh, she was just blaring her '90s tunes and her own music too. And it was yes. just to see like she even sat down in one of the comfy plush chairs, like kept crossing her legs over, preventing this one guy from like really walking through the catwalk. And it was just such a pure like cutesy humorous moment that it was like these people are just having this connection on this train, and everyone's kind of involved in it. And that was when I was like, we did it. It's here. Also with the train. It's a little bit better because you can the, once the train has left you, it, it's all that you can do at that point what is yeah. on the train is on the train the control is completely <laughs> gone and like, you just have to be yeah. like I'm just here to help feel like oh we gotta run and get cups yeah. that's what I did and like yeah. gotta check in on my bartenders but it's what we loaded on it's the artists are here and I think it's just the journey mm-hmm. I thought like with the with the size of the train this year um, it was crazy to see both ends like those, those, I think both end cars are worth talking about and noting because they were similar but so different. So we had um, Regina Gently, who's an incredible performer, on the one end, and I spent a good amount of time in her car, and then I like thought I was going to have a spell of heat exhaustion, um, so I had to leave. But then on the other end, we had uh, uh, John Johnson and uh, Shane Byers uh, in their party car that they had turned into like this really cool bush party, and I started my night at that car, and then I couldn't even get into it at the end of the night. I was like, I was going to try. I was like, oh, maybe I'll go see what's going on in John's car. And I, like, tried to walk through that tiny little passageway. And it was just, like, like everybody was falling out of the car. <laughs> Not actually, uh, figuratively. Like into yeah, yeah, into the hallway. Thank you. I had that same experience at the end of the train ride with Regina's car, too. Yeah. I tried to get in, and I just, I couldn't. I was standing up on a chair trying to take photos with my camera because I thought I want memories of this but Mm. um, and then when I got home I realized it's all of my college friends surrounding (laughs) Regina in the middle of it having the time of their lives and I'm like that's where you all went yeah so yeah yeah so I think overall great party it was a lot of fun thank you to everyone who bought a ticket to our mysterious party and like had fun and survived the rain and really made the most of it. Mm-hmm. And all the cars in between. I don't want to just like say the two ends were the, oh, the best cars. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, Carmen's like under the sea, like recycled things. They were beautiful. Like, Sam's uh, Naked Eye. Yeah. And that was That's on cover too. this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amanda's neon car, her paper forest. Incredible, mm-hmm. the photos that came the out of that. Lights, yeah. yeah. Sarah's incredible puppet. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, everything. Pages, pinatas. Pinatas. Yeah. Her pinata of me, yeah. I never, I didn't think it again. <laughs> I left it in the care of some people, and I never got back to it, but there were some photos taken, yeah. so that's good. Those pinatas made their way off of the walls throughout the end of the <laughs> well, night. I, I was like, found the one that she had made of me. It was not very 
descript, I would say, of me, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> and it was, like, hanging on a wall, and I was like, oh, cute. So I was going to take a photo with it, and then as I was standing next to it, it fell. Like, I didn't even touch it yet, and it just fell on the ground. So I was like, oh, no. And so I, like, picked it up. So I'm carrying this head that does not look like me, but Paige says it did. Kind of did. Kind of did. <laughs> uh, and everyone was like, oh, you got a pinata, and then I had to tell people along the train, and then this one guy came up to me at the end of the night, and he's like, where is your ver- your pinata version of yourself? <laughs> he was very concerned that I had lost it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you, yeah, you can't isolate one artist because every single car... I, it wouldn't be still rails without them. exactly. I had a blast animating the car with Insight Eye yeah. Care. Those guys, they come back every year. They are so much fun. And this year, the way they dressed up, Nicole is Wilhelmina Wonka, yeah. and Neil is Max great. from Where the Wild Things Are. We had a blast. Yeah. So I just um, and your car looked great too. You put so much work into it, and it, it looked amazing. I had a little bit of help from our team too. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. Um, so I just, to everyone who supports Steel Rails every year, like all of our volunteers, all of our sponsors, and, and our beverage craft beer vendors, um, Willie Ball that was there this year as well with gin, like it, every year it just seems to get bigger and better, and to both of you, mm-hmm. uh, this was a dream, so I think overall it was it was great. Yeah. How do you feel now you've got one under your belt, Beth? Um, you learned anything? Yeah, I mean, like, I I think that the day after, I had to really tell myself to stop focusing on all of the things that we could have done differently. I think that I got into that headspace where I was like, oh, we should have done this, we should have done this. And then I had to kind of, like, climb out of that. And it was really nice. Um, the next day after Steel Rails on Saturday, you guys came over to my house, and we had some some friends over, some people that had volunteered that had been involved, and we just hung out in my backyard. And um, I think that's when I was, like... Because, I mean, like, we were all telling each other that we all did such a great job. And, like, the conversations between the three of us were, like, so positive and so reassuring and validating and nice. um, That I think I just had to tell myself, like, everybody had such a good time. Nothing went wrong. Everything was great. Of course, there were, like, a couple little hiccups here, like, along the way. But I think that that's just the way that event planning goes. And that not everything's going to be 100% perfect. But I think that we're in a really good spot for next year, which is the 10th anniversary of Steel Rails. Mm -hmm. Um, So like Kara just said, every year things get a little bit bigger, a little bit bigger. I mean, we have not really talked about the 10th yet. We'll switch it up and get smaller. Who knows? Yeah. (laughs) Maybe we will sell 10 tickets. (laughs) We probably won't. Um, But but, um, yeah, I think we're in a good spot for next year. I think between the three of us, we all have really, really great and very different ideas. And I think that's why we create such a diverse party every year is because we care about the input of people. Um, if any of our guests have ideas, we want to hear about them. Um, if like, readers of the Community Edition have never been to Steel Rails before, and but they're looking for something specific that isn't offered in the region, like let us know. Those are things that we all want to hear. Um, so I think that I think that's setting us... I think that sets us up to be successful is our ability to take feedback really well um, and to be constructive of our own performance, but also to give ourselves a pat on the back when we deserve it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. How do you guys feel about the 10th? It's exciting. I'm excited. Yeah. Normally after Steel Rails, you're like, don't talk to me until January. But I mean, we have to start talking before then. Yeah. But I'm excited. I think there's a lot of opportunity. There's a lot of history to, to honor in the 10th. 
Um, so I'm excited to say we were even before the ninth had even happened. We were like spitting out ideas of like, oh, we should do this next year. And yeah, it's like, yeah. We'll, let, we'll get this one done first, yeah. and then we'll then we'll talk. Yeah. Yeah, I think there's definitely, as Lincoln said, a lot of history to honor. Um, but as it gets closer, it also feels to me like, where do we go from here? Like, how does it continue to evolve? Because it has over time, um, and so. That's, I think, what makes it exciting is, is to see where we go from 10 years and beyond and, and where it'll end up and what that will look like. And mm-hmm. yeah, I guess uh, we'll be starting to plan <laughs> immediately. I know, it just inspired me. Like, even walking this year, we had all but one former organizer on that train. Yeah. So still real started. We were missing one. We missed you, Megan. Yeah. Um, but like that, just that alone, to have that this crew who like every time you ran into them they were just so supportive because they knew how much work and how much time had gone into it and how we had done it differently each year Mm -hmm. so I'm excited to see what we all come up with for the 10th yeah it's funny too because when you look at some of those organizers uh Bryn or Hillary or Allie they try to come and enjoy the party um but I don't know that you know even Haley this year I don't know that anybody who's ever planned steel rails can fully sit back and not feel invested in the process. The first time I saw Allie, she just like looked at me and she was yelling because it was like across this rainy way. And she was like, are you okay? <laughs> this is yeah. when I was having my meltdown when we had to move everything inside. Yeah. And I was just like, yes. And she was like, drink a beer. <laughs> I feel like Bryn at this point can see it in our face. He'll be like, is it ice? Do you need ice? <laughs> yeah. It's always ice. Yeah. It's always, always ice. Um, but anyways, I don't think I will keep you two much longer in this very warm <laughs> studio. We're so all like, awkward. all of our faces are like slightly moist. And we all just look really uncomfortable. <laughs> Yeah, Lincoln's wearing like a shirt that's buttoned right up to her neck, which is absurd. But um, take these buttons off. It's gonna be crazy. <laughs> but uh, once again, thank you so much to all of our volunteers, to our sponsors. Like, party wouldn't have happened without your support. It really would not. Um, but thank you so much to everybody who bought a ticket. Um, like I said, as cheesy as it was, my editors know the train can't leave without passengers. So every year, you guys that buy the ticket are just as important as anybody else and we want you to have fun and we want to hear from you and we want you guys to come back next year it's so important that you guys come back next year and thank you for trusting us all the time yeah it's amazing it's amazing that this gets to be our job i mean beth wrote that in her editor's note of find find a job that lets you jump on the train Mm -hmm. um or some sort of better worded version of that uh but it's like thank you for trusting us and allowing us to make this our gig like (laughs) It's really cool. We're pretty lucky. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we're pretty lucky. Mm -hmm. All right, the July issue of the Community Edition is on stands right now. Um, You can pick it up anywhere on King Street. Um, And make sure to check out thecommunityedition.ca for online content. Thank you so much, guys, and we'll talk soon. Bye. 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 TC Radio is a product of the Community Edition, Waterloo Region's independent monthly newspaper. TC Radio is produced by Care Lucas and is hosted by me, Beth Bowles. Our publisher is Lakin Barton. To listen to more episodes of TC Radio, go to communityedition.ca or check it out on the iTunes app. Thanks for listening.